Hey there, you are listening to How to Live the Podcast, where we are figuring out this thingy called life. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon. Welcome, welcome. Can I tell you a problem I am having at the moment, Jess? Absolutely. So it's getting colder in Byron and I didn't exactly remember to bring back all the stuff that I wanted to from Melbourne. So I really need some warmer clothes, but I don't want to go shopping because I know that that's bad for the environment. So I don't really know what to do. Mm, What a predicament. I know, like I could get you guys to send up some stuff from Melbourne, but I also just feel like my Byron aesthetic is a little bit different and all my heavy knits in Melbourne are probably going to be way too heavy. But again, don't want to buy new, so don't really know what to do about it. Yeah, what about how do you feel about secondhand? I feel great about secondhand. I could definitely do some op shopping. Can I tell you, there is something about a secondhand knit that I don't really like personally. I don't know why. Mm, Well, I guess I haven't checked out the op shops around here, so I don't know what kind of stuff I'm going to find. I've actually been buying furniture for my new place on Facebook Marketplace, and I am finding the best stuff on Marketplace. So I guess I actually could be looking there because if it's a brand that you know and you love and you're just getting it secondhand, A, it's cheaper, B, it's already in circulation so you're not contributing anything negative to the environment other than the shipping. So I feel like it's a really good option because I know what you mean about buying a knit from an op shop but I feel like it would feel different if I was just buying it from somebody's wardrobe. So true because when I said that I was more envisaging like this 30-year-old knit that we were finding in an op shop that kind of creeped me out. And I don't even know why, because I very happily buy a pair of pants or a jacket, but there's something about a knit that just like creeps me out a little. Well, the other thing is, I think I've mentioned before that Byron has a lot of clothes swaps. So there'll be people out on lawns and it looks like they're having yard sales, but actually people come with clothes to swap for new clothes. My problem though is I also don't want stuff. Like Mm. I feel really good about having less stuff and I feel like if I go to something like that, I'll just get excited and I'll want lots of things and I feel like I prefer just thoughtfully getting one or two new things here and there rather than these bundles of things that people walk away from those things with. Yeah, I completely agree. I much prefer to have like one new thing that I wear to death and I'm very excited about and then something else a little bit down the track. But I don't like it when I have too many new things and then I just none of it feels special to me anymore because there's just too much to think about. Agree. I'm loving this normalizing wearing the same thing over and over Because I feel like in Byron, I don't go out as much with the same people as I would in Melbourne. It's not like I'm going to an office every day. So I love the idea of just finding a few things that I want to live in through winter. I say winter in inverted commas because I keep complaining how cold it is. And Renan's like, this is literally Melbourne's just outside of summer or a cold day in summer. But I love the idea of just having a few delicious warm things that I can wear through the next few months. Mm, I really like that idea of a uniform. Like if you were to have a winter uniform that you wear just the same few pieces 
over and over again. But I don't know why if I call it a uniform, it just feels like it's like more thoughtful and less like I'm just wearing the same old clothes all the time. So true. I love the word uniform. That's a great word. That is a weird concept, but I don't know why I really like the idea of having a winter uniform. I love it too. And something I've noticed is, and this is something that is an interesting psychological thing. If I'm wearing something I like, I just feel good. Even if I'm going to see nobody that day, I just like feel good about myself if I like something. And so I feel like if I've got a few things that I love and I'm just going to get to chuck it on every day, it doesn't matter if I'm wearing it every day. If I feel good in it, I feel good in it. And then I'm just a bit happier. I completely agree. And sometimes I feel bad about myself when that happens because I'm like, no, stop feeding into what society told you is supposed to make you feel better as a woman to have on an outfit that you like. But it really does. Just give me an extra pep in my step. I know it does. I feel that same exact guilt. But obviously there are a lot of other things that we know we can be doing for ourselves that are going to make us feel really good about ourselves. And that's kind of what today's episode is about. As we do get deeper into winter, we are approaching the shortest day of the year. I saw on Instagram the other day, someone was talking about SAD, seasonal affective disorder. What? Yeah. Yeah where I feel like so many people have this. I think it's a real disorder and it's as the seasons change or I think for most people it's when it gets cold and dark that it really affects your mood, can flare up depression and anxiety and that kind of stuff. And I feel like it is important to keep doing things for ourselves. So we thought it could be nice to have a little bit of a chat about the things that we can all be doing for ourselves that can really lift our spirits, lift our mood. So should we get into it, Jess? Let's do it. So I am so shocked that this is an actual thing because I definitely for sure experience it. What was the acronym that you said? It's SAD, S-A-D, which is very fitting. And I agree with you. I totally feel it. Every time I'm in a sunny, warm place, I feel so good. I feel nice. I feel happy. And when we lived in LA for a little bit, I remember people saying to us, oh, don't you ever get sick of blue skies and sunshine? And I was like, no. No, I can't even relate to that even kind of. No, not at all. And when it's cold and it's dark, especially if I go to the UK and it gets dark at like, what, three o'clock or something absurdly early, it really affects my mood. Yeah, me too, 100%. And I feel like while we used to be able to maybe plan a little holiday or even like a weekend getaway in these times, now more than ever, it is really important to just address that and be like, hey, I'm experiencing this rut. And while I used to be able to pull myself out of it in all these different ways, they don't really apply. So what am I going to do now? So true. And especially if we end up in lockdowns again, let's hope not. But if we are in lockdowns, then even just having these tools and techniques to be able to do with ourselves when we can't change our surroundings is really, really important. Mm. And for me, I've actually recently been feeling just like quite low energy and it was really starting to affect my mood. I started to get a bit of health anxiety and feeling like, 
you know, is something seriously wrong with me? I don't know what's going on. And I felt like I was in this funk. So I really had to pull out the tools and relearn some of the things that really help me get out of a little bit of a hole like that. So what have you found? What are some of the things that are helping you pull you out right now? I think a really important one is connecting with nature. And I think that can be something as simple as just sitting in the grass, looking up at a tree. The other day I went hiking with friends and it was really, really nice, but I felt like I couldn't fully be with the nature and I was speaking to somebody about it the next day and they were like, yeah, sometimes it's actually really nice to just be by yourself in nature. Mm. So even just going and sitting outside and just listening to the sounds or looking at a tree, I just feel like there's something so, so healing about nature that us city people, us Westerners are like, "Eh, what do we need nature for? But There's just something so powerful and healing in that, that even just that little act. Yesterday I went out and I lay in the grass for like 10 minutes and I just fully lay down and I could just like imagine like vines intertwining all over me and just being absorbed and held by the nature, which sounds kind of wackadoo if you're not into this stuff, but I swear it instantly changed my mood and the whole day I felt completely different and I had the best sleep that I've had in a really long time last night well and it's so funny because it's so counterintuitive right like I know when I'm feeling like I'm in a little bit of a rut or feeling a little bit down especially when it's cold outside all I want to do is stay inside and stay in bed and I feel like to push through that and actually say to yourself, no, if I go outside, I'm actually going to feel better. That for me is the really hard part. Like how do you get over that initial part of once you've figured out that that's what you're going to do and it's going to make you feel better, how do you make yourself do it? Because that's what I really struggle with. I know what's good for me, but I don't make those decisions when I'm feeling down. Oh my God, yes, that is so me. And I think sometimes for me, it really does take hitting rock bottom. Like I'd been struggling with this for a couple of weeks and I'd been kind of complaining about it, but I just really wanted to stay inside and do nothing. And another kind of element of that where that was showing up for me was that I was feeling quite overwhelmed by seeing people and being around other people was giving me a bit of anxiety and making me just feel like I wanted to go home and cocoon. But at the same time, when I would go home and cocoon, I'd kind of end up feeling a little bit worse. So it was kind of like, do I stay home and not see anybody? Do I go out and see people and then end up feeling worse? It was a bit of a cycle. And I feel like it's about just finding the little bits and pieces that you can do, that you can convince yourself to do that are just enough. So while I've been spending a lot of time at home and I've been really gentle on myself, I've even been working from bed sometimes, just going out and literally sitting in my garden for five minutes because I was intending on going and sitting in a forest or going on like a nice walk somewhere, but I just... I find myself resisting it. So I literally just went, I walked five meters into my garden and I sat there and I did that. And at the same time, I'll I'll go see somebody. It feels too much to actually go and have a coffee with someone. So maybe I'll just walk to my local cafe just to be around people. You know, like doing these little bite-sized things that feel manageable, but don't feel like I'm really stretching myself to do them. Mm, yeah, totally. And 
I completely relate to that. Something else lately that I've been finding because I really struggle, like I mentioned, to make the good decision once I've figured out what the good decision is. And so coaxing myself to do it by putting a step in front of that step. So like a half step. For example, I know when I wake up, it's really nice for me to take some time and do a bit of a morning routine. And that for me is really important to get my meditation in at that point in the day. But if I wake up and I tell myself, this is your time to meditate, I've noticed I won't do it because going that full step from being awake and alive to going to meditate is just too overwhelming and I'll put it off or I'll just go and do something else and instead now I found like an enjoyable halfway step to meditating which is journaling and doing my gratitude which is still sitting and being mindful but it's like in a more fun palatable way and then once I'm at that halfway step it's much easier for me to then make the decision to meditate from there then it is going from zero to 100. Yeah, that's such a good point. I've never really tried that, but I think that would be really helpful for me. I also feel like lately I haven't really felt like meditating or I'll be meditating and then I'll just be like, "Mm, this doesn't feel like what I need right now, what I want to be doing. And I think being gentle on yourself that the things that usually work for you when you're feeling really good don't have to be those same things that work for you when you're feeling bad. Like maybe if you're in a really great place, you can just wake up and go meditate straight away. But then when you're not feeling really good, being more gentle on yourself, introducing these bridging things. For me, the other day I was meditating on the beach and I just was feeling really restless. And I ended up halfway through just opening my eyes and watching the waves. And that was quite meditative to sit there and watch the waves and it just felt a little bit more doable for me and it ended up feeling more nourishing. Mm. Or yesterday, I really didn't feel like meditating in the morning. I knew though that I had this energy that I just felt like I needed to shift. So instead, I put on really fun music and I danced around the house and I was shaking out my body. And at one point I was even like screaming and making sounds and Panther was freaking out and he thought I was like dying or something. (laughs) But it felt so nice and therapeutic and cathartic. And on a regular day when I feel really good, meditation is what I need. Or even if I'm just feeling a little bit down, but in this state where I'm so in my head, and I'm feeling really shit, it just felt like doing something more completely with my body was the first time I felt connected to myself in a really long time. Mm. Can we take a second to unpack this idea of like turning on loud music and dancing around because it is my favorite thing ever to do. And it's, there's nothing like it to like shift up all your shit. But I found it really interesting. I don't know how you feel, listener, but often when I speak to my friends, they find that concept quite daunting and they're like, oh, that's kind of weird that you do that. Like I would never dance alone in my house, which I completely understand because I reckon I used to be like that. So a couple of things that I feel like might be helpful is one, Actually, I think this is something that Laura Poole recommended that if that makes you feel really uncomfortable is 
do it at nighttime, turn off the lights so you can't see yourself and no one can see you and do that instead. And then I would say if even that feels too overwhelming for you, what I've been doing lately because I feel like people are always around in my house and I haven't really had that much time to myself. I get in the car and I go for a drive and I have like this playlist called Dance Baby that I chuck on and I just like turn it up super, super loud and I like sing and dance in my car. And I feel like that's something that we all sing and dance in our car, whether it be like small or large, but actually setting the intention of, okay, I'm getting in my car to do this and just driving around and having a total blast. And I guarantee when you finish that drive, even if it's just five or 10 minutes, things will have changed and you will already feel so much lighter than when you're like deep in that shit. Ooh, I love those tips. That is so good. I also forgot that I used to feel way too silly to dance around my house. It should be said that I still feel silly and I still, my house where I'm living at the moment is quite on the street. And if anyone walk past my house, they can really see in. And so I kind of go into the bedroom or I'm in the kitchen. So I'm where I know that nobody can see me because I do feel funny about it. But there's something just so liberating when you actually do it and you feel so, so good from it. Yeah, like, and singing. It's so fun. Like, it's like the funnest way to get yourself out of a rut. Oh, even just the, like, making any sound. Making any sound is really fun, even if you feel silly. Like, sometimes I'll just be like, ah! I'll just make whatever sound I feel like making in that moment. And it just feels like such a release. Yeah. People love making sounds too. The other day, Steph and I did this talk for a group of schoolgirls. And to start our talk, we led them through three deep breaths. And the first one was just a normal breath. And then the second one, you did a loud sigh. And then the third one, you screamed. And we weren't sure if people were actually going to scream, but Everyone in the room let out this huge like, ah, and it was just (laughs) an incredible sight to see. Also because they were like 15 or something. So we all know what that feels like to be a 15 year old girl. And it was pretty cool to watch them just totally go nuts for it. So yeah, screaming could be another one. Oh my God, that was so fun. And we only decided that we were going to do it literally five minutes before we went on because we could see that they needed to just move a little bit of energy. So we're like, how is this going to go down? And then everybody totally went for it. I was actually at my women's circle the other day and the person who runs it has been changing it up lately and she started it with a bit of a dance. And I turned to everybody and I usually would not be this brave to just say this, but I was like, should we all just scream together? And they were all so into it. And so we're in the middle of a park, but granted it's Byron, so this stuff is not that weird. But we're all standing in the middle of this park and we're all like, ah! And it was so much fun. I love that. Yeah, it was so good. I think another thing for me in getting out of this funk that I've been in that's been interesting is the role that other people play in helping you out of it. And where I usually would always speak to my best friend really often or I speak to you and obviously we speak with our team about how we're feeling, where I would usually really heavily lean on other people to be like, this is how I'm feeling. I don't know what to do about it. What do you think? I really didn't feel like asking other people this time around. Like, I don't know why. I just felt like 
speaking to people wasn't what I was feeling drawn to do. And it's hard to know whether that's because you're hermiting or if you really just do need to be on your own. And in the end, I feel like what really did help me was speaking to somebody a little bit different with a bit of a different perspective. So I didn't end up having a really big debrief about how I was feeling with you or my best friend or even Renan. I realized I hadn't actually described to him how I've been feeling the last couple of weeks until yesterday. But when I did go to my women's circle on the weekend and speak to them, who are people that I don't speak to every day, but it feels like a really nice, safe place where I can bring up stuff that's going on within me. They offered really different perspectives and it was things like doing that grounding and it was things that people close to me wouldn't necessarily have thought of. So I think connecting with somebody different or reaching out to somebody who maybe you know has gone through something similar or just like your second tier of friends. So it's not people that know you super well and will give you the same advice that you've heard. I think those aren't usually the people that I would turn to, but in this case, it ended up feeling like exactly what I needed in the end. Yeah, that's so interesting because I feel like there's really something in that second tier of people. I mentioned this to you on Monday that lately I haven't really felt like seeing people, but then on Sunday, I went to a friend's birthday and I'm only really friends with them and everyone else there was relatively new or if not brand new and it was actually so lovely. I obviously had the same old everyone's going to be new here and I'm going to have to talk to people I don't know this is going to be annoying or whatever a little bit of social anxiety around that but then once I was there and I got past that I found connecting with people that don't necessarily know you so, so, so well to be such a refreshing place to connect from and like really nourished me to the depths of my soul rather than that really loving feeling that you get when you hang out with your tier one, which sometimes you need as well. But I don't know why I've really just been loving that next level of people where you meet someone and you get to be really curious about who they are and they get to be really curious about who you are. And also you get to bring whatever parts of yourself you want to that day into the conversation rather than all of these preconceived ideas of who you are, which everyone close to us has because they've known us forever. Mm, Yeah, I think there's something in that about just doing something different. Like often when you're just feeling a little bit stuck and not great, you do the same things over and over and you sit there being like, why aren't I feeling any better, right? But I think for you, if you don't normally, and I don't either, associate that much with people who I don't know that well, then going and doing that can really just shift some energy or, you know, whether it's walking a different route or making a meal that you wouldn't usually make. I feel like there's just something in doing things a little bit differently that can shift the way you feel a little bit. Mm, Yeah, I 100% agree. Just doing something really fresh to make you feel fresh, even like putting on an outfit you wouldn't usually wear. Yeah, the other day I actually left the doctor 
And I had gone there being like, I just don't feel quite right. I'm really exhausted. I don't know if I'm low in iron. I don't know what's going on. I'm like just feeling a bit like fatigued and out of it. And he was kind of like, all right, well, I also told him about my health anxiety that's coming up. And he's like, that can definitely be exacerbating it. And just him highlighting to me that, okay, maybe my mental state is contributing to this. When I left, I was intending on going straight home. But as I was walking to my car, I walked past a cafe that I love to go to. But because I was in my funk, I was kind of like heads down straight home. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to this cafe. It was Bayleaf, by the way. And I sat there and I had lunch on my own and I really just enjoyed myself. I people watched. I hadn't pre-planned going to this cafe, so I didn't have a Kindle on me or a book or anything like that. I just sat there and I ate and I swear it completely shifted my mood. It was also the middle of a work day. So doing something that just felt like nice and light and for me in this day that in my head was going to be a hard working day. You know, it didn't matter. I was going to go get my work done when I got home. It was fine if I stopped and had a meal. And it just felt so, so nice and really, really lightened my energy. Mm. Uh, I love going to sit at a cafe by myself. That's such a fun activity. So obviously we got a puppy recently, Sunny, and he is so delicious. And I've been taking him to the park at like 4.30 or 5 o'clock pretty much every day, I would say. And there are like 20 plus other dogs there that just play with each other. And it has brought so much joy into my life and I look forward to that time in my day every single day and it's funny because I actually remember now last year in lockdown I got into a pretty deep funk for a while just feeling super hopeless and not feeling like I had much direction in my day and all the days were blending into each other And something that I started to do was walk to the dog park near my house and just sit and watch the dogs play and also sometimes pat the dogs. Even though I didn't have a dog myself to bring to the party, I just went and hung out with them. And honestly, being around animals just completely changes things for me. Like it is such a moment of joy to put away my phone and be totally present with these special creatures. And I feel like now I'm noticing more than ever how when I go there at 4.30 at the end of a shitty day, I just leave feeling like nothing really matters because I just experienced an intense level of love and joy and play with these creatures. So much fun. You know, I was just thinking, I wish there was a horse park where you could go and just play with the horses. Oh my God, that would be so fun. You could probably just drive into the country, jump a fence and then hang out. So true. (laughs) A horse is chilled though. Like if you jumped into a horse paddock, are they just chilled? Like they don't charge at you or anything, right? I have no idea. Yeah, we're not horse people, as you can tell. I mean, we love horses, just know nothing about them. Like whenever I see a horse, I just go up and pat it. And then I'm like, am um, I meant to be doing this? Like, is this okay? Do horses bite people sometimes? Mm. Oh, I love it when you get to feed them a carrot and their mouths like go all cute and mushy. Oh, so cute. 
Okay, another thing for me that has been really helpful, hold on while I take it out my bra to tell you about it, is that I just keep coming back to this idea that I'm really ungrounded at the moment. I felt really floaty, like I'm not even in my body. And something that I thought of was that when I go to our favorite sound healer, Healing Delight in Melbourne, he always gives you a hematite crystal at the end and says grounding hematite and put it in your hand. So the other day when I was walking through town, I went and got a crystal. I got a hematite crystal and I've just been walking around and holding it in my hand and I, or I guess also in my bra as I just have now. And I think that just outsourcing to something that you really believe has the ability to shift you in some way. So whether it's a crystal or whether it's putting on a nice piece of jewelry that you have that makes you smile or whether it's lighting a candle. And the other day I lit a candle and I remembered that my favorite spiritual healer in the UK said that if you light candles in a space, it burns away the bad energy. So I, when I thought of that, when I was lighting the candle, when it had meaning with it, I really felt it make that shift. And same thing with this crystal. I'm walking around holding this crystal and I'm like, oh, I'm doing this for myself. I'm actively changing it. So sometimes I feel like when I'm really feeling shit, it's all well and good to be like, oh, just be with it. Just try to be with the feeling. But I find myself sinking into it a little bit more, getting lost in my head. Whereas when I feel like I'm taking an action and actively doing something for myself, like holding a crystal, lighting a candle, whatever it is, it feels really different. Mm, I love that so much. So fun that you've got a crystal in your bra right now. I know. It's so fun. And actually, I bought it while me and my best friend who's in Melbourne and I'm in Byron, we went on a walk together on the phone, which is such a fun thing to do if you are feeling like a little isolated or you don't want to actually see someone. We just we went on a walk together while we were chatting and my walk turned into walking into town and running some errands, but I felt overwhelmed by doing my own life work and life admin and errand running. And then once I was on the phone to her, it felt like I had a friend with me and it felt a little bit easier and I ended up buying a crystal bonus. So that can also be something really nice that you can be with somebody without actually being with them. Mm, that's such a good idea. I don't think that I've ever done that with Jidge before because my best friend lives in London and it's like he calls me when he's on a walk, but usually I'm just at home. Oh, it's so fun. It's like you're doing an activity together. And then we also realized we could both see the moon and we were like, wow, we're looking at the same moon. It was the middle of the day. I don't know why the moon was out, but it's a really cool way to connect you to somebody that's really far away. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Mm, For me on that topic of life admin and doing stuff and how it all, for me, when I'm in a bad place, things really start to pile up. And by pile up, I mean literally pile up. I get a pile of clothes in my room that I haven't put away. I get a pile of dishes in the sink. I get a pile of life admin that I haven't done. And I really just start to crumble under those piles. And I remember hearing on a podcast a while ago that when you do have things like that, when you have mess around you, even if you're somebody like I am who feels like you're not affected by mess, 
actually, every time you look at that mess, you need to make a decision of whether to do something about it or not. Even if it's just in the back of your mind, there's still a decision taking place there and it's taking some of your energy. And when things pile up around me, I start to feel like everywhere around me, there are decisions, there's overwhelm and it starts to weigh on me even more heavily. And for me, really staying on top of that stuff and actually taking the time to clear up, clean up, stay on top of what I need to get done. While when I'm in that darker place, it feels really overwhelming. Doing that stuff when I have like a little bit of energy to even just putting away my clothes like I did a couple of days ago starts to shift the way I feel. I completely agree with you. I often feel like the state of my bedroom reflects the state of my mind. And when it's really clean, it's because I'm just in flow and everything is kind of falling off of me. Like I'm so okay and it's water off a duck's back. And then I'll go through stages where my bedroom is a chaotic mess. And it's usually because my mind is a chaotic mess and I just don't have the capacity to deal with it. And I think once I do overcome that and prioritize cleaning up, like on the weekend, I spent maybe 45 minutes just cleaning and putting washing on. I felt fucking amazing afterwards and so it's kind of like what comes first the chicken or the egg but it is really interesting that once you do actively make the decision to clean up your area it creates so much physical and mental space for you in such a beautiful way it does it makes such a difference and again it's like that thing of how can I just do a little bit what's the easiest thing I could do Because when you feel so overwhelmed by everything, it's hard to even do one thing. But I think if you offer yourself a little bit of a reward, like maybe, okay, I'm going to watch an episode of something, but first I'm just going to spend five minutes putting my clothes away because often that's all it takes. It's just a few minutes of something that you're avoiding. Starting to do little by little, you finally start to get a little bit more mental space and it's just that little bit of space that you really needed. I feel really good after this chat. I feel like Mm. even my brain feels clearer now that we've even talked about doing these things for yourself. Oh, same. I feel a little bit lighter. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Love it. Well, I hope you listening also feel a little bit lighter and we would love to hear about what you do for yourself when you are feeling in a bit of a funk and obviously you can always come and chat to us if you need somebody to chat to that's on your tier two so definitely come and chat with us in our facebook group how to live the podcast okay i think maybe it would be a nice place to end where we each set an intention of something nice that we'll do for ourselves today And then, listener, you should also set your intention of the one thing you're going to do today. Ooh, I love that. Okay, so I think mine is actually going to be cooking something really different and warming tonight. So yesterday, I actually re-downloaded the Deliciously Ella app. I had it for a while a couple of years ago and then I felt like I wasn't using it so I deleted it but then I bought it again yesterday it's $16 a year and there are so many delicious recipes and I actually favorited a bunch yesterday and then of course didn't make one last night when I thought I would 
So tonight I'm going to make something that I wouldn't usually make from there to make me feel really nourished and warm. Ooh, yummy. That sounds delicious. I wish I was in Melbourne so that I could try it. I am going to, off the back of yesterday when I went and lay in the grass and it felt so nice and I journaled under that tree, I'm going to do it again. And I think even though I know that it was so good for me and that I felt so good from it, I so easily just would not do that again. And I think that now that you've brought this up, that seems like the perfect intention to set. And I also happen to have gone and bought myself a new journal this morning. So it's perfect because I was out of paper. Oh, fun. Okay, and listener, looking forward to hearing what yours is. Please come on over to our Facebook group and we can hear about it there. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful week and we will chat to you next week. Love you. Bye.